Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Monday morning, April 4th. I'm Violet Comber-Wylan, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Midpoint Food Park, an eatery in Gainesville, recently celebrated its one-year anniversary. And as WUFT's Michael Hall tells me, this space has left a big impact in the community following its opening mid-pandemic. Here's Michael. So Midpoint Park and Eatery is obviously down in the Innovation District in Gainesville, um, right by UF's campus. So they opened up in March of 2021, kind of peak pandemic. And so I actually, I live just a few blocks away. So I kind of had been there a few times, kind of knew about it. And I was researching a story and came across this. And I was like, hey, this could be cool. Kind of a one year like anniversary, like where are they now? What are they going to be do, doing looking forward? That type of thing. And it was really interesting being able to talk to a few of the restaurants there, talk to um, Trimark, kind of how the whole process got started, how they were able to open and kind of thrive during the pandemic because obviously the restaurant business is hard enough, let alone dealing with a global pandemic. Um, so it was really interesting. I was glad I got the opportunity to tell that story. And what did you learn about how this was started and the kind of philosophy of this food park? I was talking to Matt Ledecky, um, who works at Trimark, and he told me about how it actually came from Trimark employees who were kind of like, hey, there aren't really enough suitable food options around in this area that we're trying to sell these apartments and lease these buildings. And so Trimark kind of took matters into its own hands a little bit. And they thought about opening up like a normal brick and mortar restaurant, but they decided that wasn't super feasible. Um, and so they went with a food park because they could do multiple options. It was probably cheaper a little bit, they figured. Um, and so they went with it. And I see you talk a little bit about the risky nature of opening a restaurant and how some restaurants in this food park have struggled with issues similar to this. Can you go into that? So nationally, obviously, the food business in general is a risky investment to get into. I think I included in here, yeah, 60% of restaurants fail within their first year and 80% don't see their fifth birthday. Um, so it's obviously a very risky field, especially if you're a small business just starting out, you don't have a lot of money to your name. Midpoint did have a few um, open and struggle to stay open and had two close actually but they've since filled those spots. Um, and the ones that have been there basically since the start have been doing very well. I was able to talk to the owner of Plantology, which moved in on July 1st. So just a few months after the opening. Um, and he talked about how great it's been. Um, Plantology obviously like a vegan only uh, style restaurant. And he had previously owned a different vegan restaurant in Jacksonville, I believe that was more like brick and mortar, more traditional style. Can you go into how COVID impacted the layout and design of this park? Yeah. Matt Ledecky, who I mentioned before, obviously said COVID was tough to deal with. Um, obviously, he didn't like dealing with it, but he said it kind of did give them an advantage being an outdoor open air environment where people could feel safe and comfortable while all the numbers were skyrocketing and no one wanted to go out anywhere to eat. Having that kind of open air, outdoor, spaced out environment, like the tables are all spread out. You can go, you can wear a mask while you're ordering, and then you can take them off when you're sitting and eating with your friends. And it's uh, basically as safe as it could be like for a restaurant environment. They thought that um, that actually helps them quite a bit during the opening. Is there anything else you found particularly interesting about the story? 
I found it really interesting when they were talking about the future of it. I know Mr. Ledecky talked about how he's hoping they can host more events there. They're hoping to build like like a little little stage almost um, so they can host concerts and more like more events and more venues there because he went into the whole kind of style of how they do events and how they do private events and like with meal tickets to all the restaurants in the area, that type of thing. Um, So that was really interesting. That was WUFT's Michael Hull on Midpoint Food Park and Eatery's one-year anniversary. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. In more local news, Gainesville saw more rain in the month of March than it ever has before. According to the Gainesville Sun, rainstorms on Thursday produced about 1.5 inches of rain. This added to a total that put the region at 12.59 inches of rain for the month, surpassing the 1996 record of 11.13 inches. The March record also surpasses data that goes back for more than 100 years from when the data was first collected. Despite these statistics, weather experts say a dry season is expected in the coming months, and this amount of rainfall was needed to prevent possible flooding. Surveys aimed at investigating intellectual freedom and viewpoint diversity on college and university campuses are on track to go out to students and employees today. According to News Service of Florida, the surveys will go out following a federal judge's decision that refused to block the state from distributing them. Lawmakers and Governor Ron DeSantis approved a law last year that required schools to distribute these surveys annually. This was met with discontent from opponents, such as the United Faculty of Florida Union, who argued that it violates the First Amendment. They also fear that survey results may be used by the Republican-controlled legislature to determine which campuses have liberal-leaning beliefs. These opponents file an emergency motion asking for a preliminary injunction on Friday. Judge Mark Walker rejected this request, arguing there was no legal precedent for striking down the survey. The online questionnaires will open today, and responses will be collected and reported to state leaders by September. In national news, the House has passed a bill to cap insulin prices. According to NPR News, the House voted Thursday to approve the legislation that would limit cost sharing for insulin under private health insurance and Medicare. The Affordable Insulin Now Act would not let insulin prices exceed $35 a month or 25% of an insurance's plan's negotiated prices, whichever is lower. It would take effect in 2023, but it depends on the Senate's decision. Advocates for the legislation point to statistics showing the price of insulin doubled between 2012 and 2016. Opponents of the bill argue that the cap on insulin prices does not do enough to solve the problem of rising prescription drug prices. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Violet Comer Weiland, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Monday.